things. Uh, tonight's about hanging out and talking about how we're navigating our future and what happens from this moment on. But just wanted to really thank you. I know we've got people tuning in from all of our congregations. We've got people tuning in from Bridgemarie, from Portsmouth, from Waterlooville, from Guildford, from Gosport, from Waterside, from Haven. And I uh, just want to say a huge warm welcome to each and every one of you. Right, what we're going to do now, we're going to put a demand on our technology and we're going to visit all of your pastors and give them a moment just to greet you and say hi and let us know of something that's been going on in their congregation. So come with us on a journey around our congregations. Where should we start first, Gina? Well, first we're going to go to Bridge Mary with Zach and Sarah and they're going to let us know what's going on. Come on, Zach and Sarah. Hi. Tell us Hi, what's everyone. going on. What's, the, what's going on in Bridge Mary? Let us know. Hi everyone, we just want to say good evening to everyone and a big um, hello to everyone from the Bridge Mary congregation. We love you all loads and we miss you as well, um, even though we saw most of you this morning, but it's really good and we just hope you're doing well. Yeah, we've got a few highlights of what's you know, going on at Bridge Mary. We just want to say uh, it's been such an honour and a privilege to get to uh, know all that much better. Um, and it's been uh, just a real massive joy um, getting to know all of you um, over Connect Group. Um, so we just, yeah, we, we love you guys, uh, we're praying for you, uh, and we're just believing for incredible things. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I think like one of the highlights must have been, we had a quiz one night, um, and Steve and Barbara, hopefully you're kind of waiting or something, you guys won the prize, so you won some M&S biscuits, that's how we do it at Bridge Mary, yes. isn't it, M&S biscuits. Um, so hopefully we're just looking forward to more connecting, um, more building in relationship together, mm -hmm. and yeah, we love yeah. you all loads. Yeah, take care, love you guys. Hey, that's fantastic. And I heard you've had some really successful weekday connect groups. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So on a Wednesday, um, we all get together and it's really just good, like a bunch of us getting together and just really discussing the word. And mm. I think we've all really grown in yeah. our knowledge of each other. Um, and it's just a really good opportunity mm. to, you know. That's it's very, yeah, it's very open. We all kind of just chat and it's, it's good it's good we get to know each other and everyone shares something to us yeah it's great you guys are doing an amazing job keep it up where should we head next gina next we're going to hear from Stu and carla from portsmouth hey. hello everyone it's so lovely to see you we're here in our prison cell that's what it looks like but we're here and we're happy to just be connecting with you all in this way tonight and we miss you loads we're so pleased that we get to connect on Sunday mornings through Zoom, but you also can't wait to see you in person. Yeah, absolutely, can't wait. And uh, this morning, um, just before I talk about some of the great things that's happening in Portsmouth, um, this morning we had a quiz, how well do you know your senior pastor? And Pastor Andy, you will be pleased to know that your long-term friend, Wayne Keeping, Wayne and Nikki, they won the quiz. Oh, come um, on, oh, come on, yeah. <laughs> Although they only got 23 out of 27, so you'll have to ask Wayne about those four points that he missed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're really excited about what's happening in the community here in Portsmouth because um, our food bank and our baby basics project has not skipped a beat and we just want to say well done and thank you to everyone that's involved with the food bank and with baby basics. Annie and Ruth have been taking the lead with the food bank during this time, Di and Debbie Fowler have been taking the lead with baby basics and both have grown phenomenally. Um, we were doing maybe between 13 and 15 hampers a week uh, for the food bank, 
um, before COVID-19. We're now doing between 35 and 40 a week. Um, that's households, it's not individuals, that's households, some households of eight people. Um, Baby Basics is, is just growing and growing and growing. We're just excited about the way that we're able to reach our community. And we just want to say thank you to everyone that's been involved. Oh, that's amazing. And we've actually been rejigging the Empower Centre because of the demand that was put on the food bank and on Baby Basics. And uh, I can see us continuing to keep that good work up uh, long after this season we're in. So, hey, it's great. Love you guys. You're doing so good at keeping the Portsmouth uh, congregation connected and running the teams there. Great. Who should we go to next, Gina? Waterlooville. We're going to hear from Chris and Sandy. And let us know what's going on there. Yeah, hello. Good evening, Hi, everybody. everybody. Nice to see you. Hello. We, we saw you all this morning on Zoom. It's been fantastic to catch up with everybody on a Sunday morning. But over to Chris, tell you what's going. Tell you what's going. Yeah, on. yeah. It's been it's been a really good time in spite of COVID, etc. But I really believe that we are coming out of this lockdown in Waterlooville stronger than we went in, specifically in the area of of relationships, of unity. Um, the guys have been getting to know each other so much better. Um, I guess it's this joint thing of we're all going through it together, but people have been connecting with each other in new ways through through Zoom, obviously. Um, but connecting with each other, phoning each other, texting each other, finding out what each other's needs are and, and, and meeting needs and being there to support and to encourage each other. It's just been a lovely thing to see us, you know, envelopes put through the doors of people that are battling. Um, it's just been a, a lovely thing to see the church behaving like the church. And we just know that we're coming out of this in a much stronger place, ready to hit the ground running into this new season. Yeah. Uh, amen. And you were saying, guys, about how the, the young and the old um, have really yeah. been working together, caring, connecting. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, it's been absolutely fantastic, Pastor Andy. Um, you know what? We came up with this little, um, little ditty this morning, and we said, you know, that we went into lockdown. As, as Waterlooville, we, you know, we're the baby of the family, and we went into this lockdown as baby boomers. But we're coming through this lockdown as adult Zoomers. <laughs> and uh, loving seeing young and old engaging on Zoom, people that are technologically inept, and myself, I'm one of them, but um, just being able to engage with Zoom, it's been really, it's been a lifesaver for us. And we're so blessed That's by the amazing. number of people, young mm. and old, mm. that, have, that have, you know, gone through the pain mm. and, um, and mm. are engaging on a weekly, on a weekly basis. That's week it's been fantastic well, a huge well done to the both of you keep up the good work keep loving on the guys there in waterlooville and that surrounding area where we go next on our tour gina well we're going to hear from our guilford congregation charlie how's hello. things going hi hi a big hello and welcome to all the family church guilford guys how are you guys pastor Andy and gina we good, are well you. saw you this morning as well charlie which was twice no. in a day there <laughs> amazing so you wanted to hear a little bit about what's going on in Guildford, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I know um, loads of good stuff's been going yes. on, but I know you yeah. spoke to me earlier about the 10 weeks of praise and worship that you guys didn't sustain but enjoyed. Tell us a little bit about how God used that. Yeah, we, I don't know how we managed it, but we did 10 weeks of praise and worship Monday to Friday, almost every night. We took a Friday night off to do a family quiz, and then we repented and went back to praising and worshipping again because, you know, we don't want to have fun. We want to praise God. <laughs> um, but they've been amazing. And we've had various attendees and it's been a variety of 
people that we thought would not be able to do um, do praise and worship in the evenings, but because of kids and all that kind of stuff. But because we're doing it online on Zoom, it was made accessible. We had worship leaders um, leading from their homes with all sorts of gadgets. And it was just an amazing time of spending um, spending together in God's presence. That's amazing. And I saw on Facebook the other week that you did some four of our musicians got together in a garden of somebody and uh, did just a worship and church joined in with that online. That, that looked great. How did that go? Yeah, really good. Uh, we kept the two meters apart in case anyone was looking. The only people who were closer were a married couple, Ben and Gina. They were allowed to be next to each other and then the others were two meters apart. And so we met together and I think we forgot how amazing it is to hear other people worshiping than just your family or housemates or dogs and cats. Um, so it's amazing to actually hear people who can sing really well and worshiping. And so I was behind the camera loving it. Um, and then we're going to do it again this coming Friday for anyone who wants to join. It'll be on our uh, Fan Church Guild Facebook page. Hey, that's amazing. Hey, well done. Keep loving on the people. Keep the, uh, keep your pastors pastoring. And um, I can see you guys coming through this and out of this really, really strong and deeper in yeah. God. Fantastic. This is exciting, hey? Mm -hmm. Being able to talk to all the congregations in their home, the pastors. I yeah. think it's amazing. Where should we go next? We're going to hear from Gosport, Jeff and Jane. How you doing, Jeff and Jane? We're doing good, thank you. Pretty and well. firstly, we just want to say hi to all the Gospel congregation. We're absolutely loving seeing you on Sundays and through the week on Zooms. And um, we love you all. We do really miss you. Looking forward to when we get back together. But it's great, the connection we're having with you. So God bless you. So, yeah. so what, what's been some of the highlights? What's some stuff that's stuck out for you guys in the last three months from the Gospel congregation? Uh, I, I'd, I'd say the worship side, I, the Zoom side, but also the um, the work of caring hands and our essential workers who are who are really connecting with the congregation. So there's several areas, but the caring hands has been amazing, absolutely brilliant. Um, we've really sort of um, got the 20 volunteers stepped up right at the beginning. Some of those are going to be drivers, some of those are going to be packers, um, and they really sort of took it on board, saw the need and really met the need in a powerful way. I think we've delivered over 130 hampers now to the community. Uh, we're, we're dealing with, I think it's 59 different families uh, or individuals. We're dealing with those that are homeless um, and providing hampers for them as well. And it's just absolutely brilliant to see God's provision, which has been an absolutely amazing, God's provision, but the team that have actually come together and made it happen um, it's just it's just shone their heart, their care for the people um, and just um, just the willingness and the unity that is brought amongst them. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been we did a, a 21 packages for Easter that went out in the community as well. Um, I, I think our food bill is about 130, 140 pounds a week. Um, so we just need lots of provision. Just keep on coming in. And um, we're seeing God provide it constantly in different ways. So that's amazing. It really that's awesome. As well as continuing, like all the guys, to pastorally care for people that are going through real, real stuff, um, you know, deaths and, uh, and all manner of stuff. And uh, just big well done. So proud of you and, and all of you guys in just as well as these extra community projects and Zoom you're just pastoring and taking care of people and we're so thankful for that and uh, that's awesome right where are we heading next gina we're gonna go to waterside with paul and wendy how are you paul and wendy 
Hello. Great. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hi, it's really lovely to be with you guys tonight. We do really miss you and miss hanging out with you. But we just wanted to say, what a side we are so proud of you. You have handled the season amazingly. You have just stepped up, loved on each other, loved on your community, loved on your friends, been sharing the gospel with people, sharing everything on Facebook that we are doing as a church. And it's just been incredible just to see that you have just been so faithful to God and to the house. And we love you and we love catching up with you in the mornings. You're all great at coming on to Zoom and during the week. And we can't wait to see you soon. Now, you guys have had a lot of people connecting on Zoom in between the meetings there. And uh, that's amazing. But also, I know you guys have been busy in the community. Ever so quickly, tell us what's been going on with um, the community stuff and the discipleship. Something exciting there. Yeah, we, yeah, we've had a lot of great success um, in discipleship via Zoom. Like most of us, I'd never even heard of Zoom um, before March. Uh, so it's obviously been a quick learning curve uh, for us all and all the congregation. And um, yeah, we've had a lot of success through Discovery. Um, we had 17 signed up to the Discovery course. It was a real mix of uh, brand new Christians, some younger Christians, those just wanting to get kind of re-established in the foundations of the Christian faith, and about three or four people from other churches who were friends of people in our congregation. Um, so that was awesome. Um, us been doing some really, really good stuff through that. And also we've just, and it's only started last week, we've also got a Bible course running with goes through the kind of the foundations of the Bible. We've got 28 people signed up for that one. Um, kind of blown away with the sign up really, and certainly more than we probably would have got if we'd been meeting physically uh, rather than doing through Zoom. Um, yeah, so that's been really, really successful. We're looking forward to all the content. And, and that do. shows a great hunger in the people for, for the word, eh? Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. I've been watching, Gina's been teaching the word every Monday, as you know, and just the amount of people that have just been feeding back who are loving just mm. hearing the word taught blesses my heart. And also you've, you've taken um, responsibility for care homes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in our, in our area, maybe just because we're a kind of a smaller area, as in population-wise, the council provision has been amazing. And that isn't really a huge demand on churches in our area to provide to people because it's just it's being done. We, we literally would just be doubling up on people. So what's, what we decided to do was just to kind of bless our care homes, uh, bless our GP uh, kind of surgeries, uh, bless our uh, kind of community nurses. We'll be sending out a whole load of packs as what kind of just gift gift bags being put together just to just to bless them and to thank them That's for amazing. all they've been uh, just doing during this time. We're just about to send out another uh, 65 um, out to our community, especially the nurses that who um, I know this from nurses in our congregation. They've kind of had had the brunt of it uh, yeah. to some extent, you know, of dealing with COVID and being exposed uh, to it. Um, so we're sending 65 out That's very amazing. soon just yeah. bless And them they all get a Bible as well. Yeah, the first care home. The first care home. I don't know whether this, yeah. this group getting uh, Bibles, but we certainly want to bless uh, even more people with Bibles. Absolutely. Awesome. And what that led to with the, when, whether we, the care home we sent Bibles to is the, the lady from our congregation who works in that care home. She's now able to do church. Uh, like do a short service using those Bibles uh, in that care that's home. So brilliant. That's fantastic. I love that. And again, there's a prophetic word over you guys about church looking different and us planting it in different areas. Care homes could be a, a part of that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, hey, absolutely. big well done. Keep loving on the guys there over in Waterside and um, you're doing a great job. So proud of what you guys are doing. The final place that we've got to visit on our tour of it's, family church yes. places is... Haven't with Stephen Kirsty. How's it going there? Hey, good evening. Massive work. It's a bit like Eurovision Song Contest. Isn't it is. It? Sing, <laughs> Steve. Sing. <laughs> no, we won't go there. We won't go there. But, um, yeah, Song massive, point. Massive hello to the guys from Family Church. Haven't we missed you massively? Um, but it's been great to hang out with so many people on Zoom on a Sunday morning and before and after the services. And uh, 
trustees turn into an quiz master extraordinaire or mistress extraordinaire, whatever. Um, it's been a lot of fun and uh, just engaging with people uh, on Zoom or catching up on the phone, all those kind of things. And just love what the congregation are doing. There's so many of our congregation who are working in care homes or who are working for the NHS and we're super proud of all that they're doing as well. And so Kirsty, is this a new calling being a quiz mistress or, or is it just for a season? <laughs> Definitely for a season. All right. Now you guys have been busy doing random acts of kindness in the community. Tell us some of them. Yeah, so right at the beginning of the lockdown, obviously when people were isolating and some people were shielding, um, it was difficult for people to get out and buy things and, and have meals. So um, a few in our congregation started to do random acts of kindness where we were cooking hot meals and delivering them to people in our congregations um, with Haven and Waterlooville, but also in the community as well. People that access our things like our community dinners and our tots and toys, we were able to step in and provide them with hot meals and go shopping for them and all those kind of things. So the congregation really stepped up in supporting one another and supporting our community. We just love that because it, you know, like yeah. we've been saying over the last couple of weeks, messages, um, by our love for one another, they'll know that we are Jesus' disciples. Hey, that's and what makes us stand out. And you guys yeah. been using the kitchen at the centre and everything for the meal preps yeah. and yeah. that's amazing. Love that. And uh, hey, again, proud of you guys, how you've been doing all this as well as pastoring and taking care of the people that God's entrusted to your care. And uh, so thankful for all you're doing uh, there in Haven and uh, everywhere else as well, because, uh, you know, there's a number of responsibilities on your lives at this time, which uh, we love you guys much. And again, to all the pastors, we're just so thankful for all you're doing and uh, for how you're caring for the people of Family Church at this time. We're just so blessed to be doing this journey uh, with you. And I think if you could hear the people at home, they'd be clapping. Uh, it's a strange environment here because, you know, there's no one here, there's cameras. But I think, you know, across Guildford and Haven and Waterlooville, Portsmouth, all the areas we represent, there's people that are clapping you tonight uh, for your faithfulness and we clap with them. Thank you for all that you do. That was awesome, mate, yes, yeah. to just hear what's going on. And it's, it's just been amazing how, you know, in those times when they said we couldn't meet anymore, mm. it was an unknown. It hasn't happened in church history yet. What we found was what we've been building for 25 years. Yes. People loving people. It's real. It's real. Yes. And uh, we've been able to just maintain a strength in moving forward. And I love that. Well, if you're watching now, we want to use this opportunity for a, a number of things tonight. I've got something I want to share towards the end. But also we want to update you with things you may need to know. So firstly, I'm going to go back to Pastor Stuart and he's going to put his executive pastor hat on. And um, he's going to tell us some stuff while we've got you all gathered together. Uh, that's some key information that we, we think it's good for you to know. So I'm going to hand right now back over to Pastor Stuart and Colour. Great. Hello again, everybody. Um, so it's a real pleasure to be part of this this evening. And uh, my, my job now is to just share a few updates about different things. Um, the first thing we wanted to talk about was the survey that we put out a couple of weeks ago. Um, first of all, thank you for everyone that's um, completed the survey. Our, our desire was to just kind of gauge where people are at, um, to check that what we're doing is, is working well um, and to kind of learn and find out what we could be doing better. Um, we had 405 surveys completed, so good on you. Um, some of those were one per household, we think, 
Um, others were every individual in the household, I imagine. Um, so probably a few more people than 405 represented by those surveys. 98% of those surveyed, um, this is like family fortunes, isn't it? 98% of those surveyed are regularly watching our online services. Brilliant. Um, so, so that's great. And obviously there's people that aren't watching the online services that would call themselves part of Family Church who didn't complete a survey, so we'll never know about them. Um, but out of the people surveyed, 98% regularly watch. 67%, so two-thirds of people surveyed uh, join in with the Zoom Hangouts, either before or after, or both, on Sunday. So that's good. That represents quite a lot of people as well, obviously, in a lot of homes. Um, 70%, this is one that really excites me, 70% of those who are surveyed are actually in a connect group. So that's fantastic. We're really, really pleased um, that we've got those kind of numbers in connect groups. Of course, it's not 100%, so there's still room for improvement. Uh, there are a few who are in a connect group, but actually not at the moment able to engage because maybe they don't have the technology to do so. They're also not on this uh, video, I don't, I don't expect. Um, but um, once we're back to normal, then then I think that number will increase as well. So um, if you're not in a connect group, but you're watching this tonight, please, please join a connect group. Um, we'd love you to be part of, of what goes on in the small groups. Um, and lastly, 91% of people surveyed feel well supported um, by their church at this time. 91% feel well supported. And um, I, I was um, saying to Pastor Andy the other day that Jesus would have been quite pleased with that um, percentage, even though it's not 100. Um, when he healed 10 lepers, only one of them came back. Only 10% came back and 90% um, didn't. So um, we're really, really glad to be able to support um, people well at this time. I think it's, it's about the church family all pulling together. Um, and we want to get it right with everybody though. We don't want a single person to be missed. So I encourage you, if you feel like you're not being well supported, then why don't you get in touch with your congregational pastor? I'm aware that that could be me and Carla. Um, and, uh, and let us know what we could, we could uh, perhaps do better. Um, right, so a quick update on the church finances. Um, you may be wondering how coronavirus, COVID-19 has, has affected uh, the church finances. Well, obviously during the lockdown time, we've saved some money on not hiring venues, on utility bills being a bit less. So that's been really helpful. Um, we've also benefited um, with some staff being put on furlough um, through the government's coronavirus job retention scheme. Um, so that's also uh, brought some money back in that we've been paying out in um, salaries. Um, we've actually seen little impact on people's giving. Um, so we just wanted to take this moment to say thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for continuing to give, continuing to honour God with the tithe during this time. Um, our desire is to be able to respond to the needs of people in our church family and in our community now and moving forward. And, and we're in a strong position to do that and we are committed to doing that. Um, so we just want to thank you again for your faithful giving and, and let's continue to honour God with the tithe so that the church, his church, can be everything that we need to be. Um, there's a couple of events that are coming up soon. Uh, that we wanted to update you on. So the first one, Steve's going to talk about um, how COVID-19 has affected us and, and what we're looking at moving forward in a minute. But the first event that we wanted to let you know about is Momentum Summer Camp. And sadly, on Friday, we found out that we're not going to be able to hold Momentum Summer Camp this year. Mm. 
uh, we're really sad um, about that um, because the boys, our boys, absolutely love it. And it's um, just a phenomenal time where all the kids meet with God. However, it will happen next year. And um, so for those parents who are wondering what's going to happen with, with the money that they've paid out, well, you can either have it back or you can move it on to next year's summer camp because next year's summer camp is definitely happening. Um, the other event that we wanted to let you know about that's a national all-church event is our men's advance on the 1st or the 3rd of October. Now, we are still planning to go ahead with our men's advance. And what we'd really appreciate, I know this is asking a lot, but we'd really appreciate is for the men to sign up now and early so that we know what kind of numbers we're looking at so that we can have proper conversations with the venue, um, Ashburnham Place, um, about uh, what what it looks like. There may be some restrictions still in October. I do hope not, but there may be. And if there are, then obviously we need to work with the venue on that. If, if you sign up and then we're limited to numbers and we have to just take the first, say, 50 that signed up, then obviously you'll get your money back if, if you can't come. Um, so that's um, a couple of big events that, that were coming up and are coming up that we wanted to let you know about. Now, the next thing I want to update you on is uh, a couple of building projects. So this um, is for the whole church because we're part of one big family who are moving forward together. So um, back in November, it was only in November, it seems like so much longer ago, but back in November, we announced to the whole church um, that we are that we were moving forward with the um, purchase of the former Odeon Cinema site in North End in Portsmouth. And we shared with the church that we um, had agreed to pay £1.025 million for the site with the plan to demolish the current building that's on the site, which is very dilapidated, and to raise several million pounds to build a new building, which would be the home of Family Church Portsmouth, but also the national headquarters um, and hold events like our Empower Conference and so on. Um, the week after Empower Conference this year, that seems like a long way ago too, um, the week after we were about to pay our deposit and sign an option agreement, which would give us 15 months to get planning permission before then paying in full for the site, or if we couldn't get planning permission, withdrawing. However, um, we went into lockdown straight after Empower Conference, and we've made the decision since then to not move forwards with the building, with, with the purchase of the site for the time being. Um, we don't believe it's the right time to commit uh, the majority of our savings as a charity to this project, um, nor to move forwards with uh, the biggest fundraising campaign that we've ever been involved with. Um, we also think that um, it, we might get a better price um, after the COVID-19 situation. We may find a better venue um, for a better price. So we're open to that. Um, but we just wanted to update you about what was happening there, just in case you were wondering, a few people have been asking. But in January, we actually completed on the sale of our um, one of our gospel buildings, our Grove Road building. And um, we've now put a planning application in to put a new community building on our Bridgemary site, which is called Empower Centre Gosport. So uh, that's the home, the hub of our gospel and our Bridgemary congregations, and it's where Bridgemary meets. So we're really, really excited about moving forwards with um, developing that site and, and using it in a better way for the community. The last update that I want to give you is on racial equality. 
So on the 3rd of June, we published a statement um, that made it very clear where we stand as a church on racial equality. And I want to just read to you the last two paragraphs of what we said in the statement, because it's really important that you're up to date with, with this. So it's what we said, the senior leaders of Family Church want to make it very clear that we condemn any act or attitude of racism. We're a multicultural church working in multicultural communities, seeking to embrace and celebrate our ethnic and cultural differences. And we will not tolerate racism in our community. We believe that every person has equal value and equal rights, regardless of their social, economic, cultural or ethnic background. As a church, we seek to provide an equal platform for every person to serve the Lord as members of the body of Christ, which is made up of many different parts, yet flows harmoniously together as one united body. We condemn any act of racism or injustice that has been shown to any black or ethnic minority individual in um, so individual or family in our community. You are not alone. We seek to better understand how we can stand with and support those who have suffered in this way. We earnestly desire to see an end to racial prejudice and injustice mm. in our nation. That is our heart. And that was a statement made from our hearts. Um, since issuing the statement, we've set up a resource area on our website and there's a section within that that's dedicated to racial equality with some really good resources for you to look at. Um, we've also had our first meeting with a number of um, black and, eth and minority ethnic members of our church um, and we're going to continue um, to talk. We're going to continue to, to be committed to learning. Um, we're committed to learning about issues of racism in society and ensuring that there's no place for racism in the church as well. We love, we love that we're a multicultural church and we desire to keep learning how we can do this better whilst always keeping the culture of God's kingdom right at the centre of who we are. The last thing that I want to say before I go back to Pastors Andy and Gina is um, this morning's word that Pastor Andy shared was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it was really good and really timely. It was about unity in the body of Christ. It was about how we desire the blessing of God upon this church, this church, family church. And um, one of the ways that we're going to see the blessing of God just poured out upon God's people is unity. It's such an important thing. And I just want to encourage you to listen to Pastor Andy's message this morning and make sure that you are doing everything to promote unity and nothing to distract from unity. So back to you, Pastor Andy and Gina. Hey, fantastic. Hey, thanks. A lot of updates there. And again, just to undergird and clarify with the Odeon, we haven't pulled out. What we've said is we're not prepared at this time to move forward. Like Pastor Stewart said so well, it would have um, put us in a moment when we're going into unusual times again with um, some of the economic situations coming around the corner from COVID. We didn't feel comfortable as a leadership to commit uh, what we had in our reserves um, to give that all away. But equally, we didn't feel confident at this point to stand in front of the church and say we need to raise two to three million. But we haven't cancelled or pulled out. We've just told the developers 
and uh, the solicitors, uh, we're going to stay on hold with this. So please, church, keep that in your prayers. Like Pastor Stuart said so well, we believe as we decide to put people first and to put the priority of caring for people above taking on buildings, God is going to bless and honour us for that. And he's got great plans for us ahead, whether that's the Odeon or something better. Now, I want to now go over into um, back into the home of Pastor Steve and Kirsty, because as well as uh, being the pastor of Haven't, Steve has a role called Church Health Pastor, where he helps us to navigate the health of a church. And I've asked Steve to give us a bit of a run through of what we may expect in this moment of coming out of lockdown, the possibility of church meeting again together, uh, meeting in schools, and, and that whole subject matter of us now coming out of this moment, uh, hopefully for good, of lockdown. So I'm going to go over now to Pastor Stephen Kirsty, and they're going to give us some information on things we know and things we should expect. Steve. Okay, so briefly going to share on uh, restarting services, uh, what we're doing with our buildings and our community initiatives and projects as well. Um, and the first thing I want to say, because when you listen to the media or interviews that have taken place or just conversations you may have, people talk about the church reopening. And if you listen to what's been said by all the pastors um, tonight, you'll know that the church has not been closed. The church has very much been open. Um, services have been running, connect groups have been happening, worship nights, um, community interaction, social interaction. There's so much that's been going on. So really what I'm talking about right now is not the church reopening, but us regathering because obviously our buildings haven't been used in the way they have been. Um, services have been somewhat different. Um, so really the question we're asking is when can we regather? When can we start to do some of the things uh, that we're used to doing? Now, there's a number of, of answers to that. We are chomping at the bit as senior leaders to get going again on all of our different initiatives that we run and obviously to regather as the church. Um, but we need to do that in a way that's safe, in a way that looks after you, in a way that looks after the hundreds of kids that we have on a weekly basis. And obviously, ultimately, in a way uh, that follows government guidelines. So when you uh, watch the television, you watch Boris say, you know, on the 4th of July, uh, places of worship will reopen, you probably think, well, can't we just turn up, switch on the lights, walk in and get on with doing church? The reality is it's very different to that. Um, in a number of our locations, we meet in schools and colleges and community centres. And so we need to work with them as to what they allow us to do and what they don't allow us to do. Even in our own buildings, um, though we own the buildings, there's a lot that we're already doing and a lot that we need to continue do to do to make them COVID safe in order that we can effectively do all that we want to do. Um, there's a lot of limitations that are likely going to be put on us about what we can and can't do in our services. So there's a lot going on and we are listening to the government. We are listening to AOG, but we're obviously a part of who are giving us um, great information. Um, but the guidance that we're still waiting on hasn't yet been published. So even though last week they made the announcement, we're still waiting for the full guidance in order to know what we can do. But we want you to know that as a church, we are waiting and we are ready and we are primed and we are moving forward. We're just going to do so gradually and safely. And I don't believe that that's a lack of wisdom, a uh, lack of faith. I believe that's faith and wisdom in operation. Now, what I do want to say is 
don't listen to rumours. So if somebody says to you, I hear that Family Church Portsmouth are doing this or Family Church Bridge Mary are doing this, um, listen, we will communicate to you um, all at the same time. The whole church will know what is going on. Um, so check your emails, um, check your, the website, uh, go to our social media pages. It will all be on there where we will tell you the whole church, what we're doing as a whole church, but also what we're doing in individual um, locations. And we want to be very clear about our next step forward um, so that there's no confusion um, in amongst what we're doing. So let me underline, we're very keen to start regathering in some shape or form, even if in the short term to midterm, it's not exactly as it was before uh, COVID. In power centres, um, what we're doing in our buildings. Now, we're not currently, obviously, running indiv individual prayer or services, though, as I said, we're going to let you more, know more about that as we move forward. Um, but there are food banks running in all of our um, most of our locations, as you've heard tonight, all following government guidelines, as you would expect us to. Uh, there's also the Empower Centre Portsmouth, a skeleton staff, a core team, who are making that work. Remember, the Empower Centre is our national headquarters as well, and what we're doing in the Philippines. Um, so there is a core team that are meeting there and working from there, and uh, we'll continue to open up the offices as and when it is safe to do so. Um, community groups and initiatives. We are so excited about restarting some of the stuff that we're doing in our community. As you've heard, uh, we're continuing to do food banks and baby basics, but there's so much more of it on a weekly basis we do on a normal basis and so we're excited about starting some of those now we're looking at starting those in september time if we can do it beforehand we will let you know hopefully we can but we think that september will be a realistic time um, to do this effectively and to do it well after the summer break so we'll let you know more about that but we're really expectant about starting those community projects again so let me just do an overall recap as soon as we can move forward, um, we will do so. We are primed, we are ready, but we want to do this in a way that is safe and in a way that looks after you and your children. Um, preparations have already been made and continue to be made. We'll communicate clearly about what that looks like, so keep checking your emails, website, and all that kind of stuff. And finally, just to say this, um, be patient with us. Thank you for being patient with us in this season. Um, pray for us that we would have wisdom, as I've said a couple of times now, we've never led the church through a global pandemic. Don't know many people who have. Um, so we've seek, sought God's wisdom. We continue to seek God's wisdom. Thank you for being the awesome church that you are. And uh, we're expectant. You know, Chris a moment ago said that when we step back into regathering, we're going to be stronger than we were before we went into lockdown. We truly believe that. That's not just rhetoric. We truly believe that. And we're excited about all that is yet to come. Over, over to you, Pastor Andy. Hey, thanks, Steve. That's exciting. And uh, again, uh, Steve communicated so well there. There's so much moving forward that is out of our control and we're subject to, especially for where we meet in schools. Because the moment uh, Boris turns around and says people can meet again, that's one hurdle. But then we've got to wait for the school to turn around to us and say that they're happy for four or 500 of us to come in um, and then, then deep clean after we've been in. So um, Steve and Stu and the team are doing an amazing job of uh, listening to the what's and the when's. And just bear with us, Family Church. Our heart is to get together and gather again real soon. But like Steve said so well, we want to do it safely. 
Number one, we want to make sure that you and your children are safe um, as we move forward. Excellent. Um, I've been wondering, I heard Pastor Stuart say that um, they did a quiz on how well people know me and you. Um, Stuart, spontaneously, because I love being spontaneous, I'm coming back to you, Stuart. To uh, I want to know what like two or three of those questions were uh, that you <laughs> asked in your quiz of how well people... I'm just sitting there thinking, I wonder what 27 questions about how well do you know Andy and Gina. <laughs> Give us two or three of those questions that are quite funny or amusing. Oh, you'd love to know what those questions are, wouldn't you? I would love well, to know. <laughs> One of them was, um, what was Gina qualified as um, before she moved to the UK? What would be the answer, Gina? What was I qualified as? Um, well, I have a bachelor's degree in uh, English uh, literature, and I was a... Um, the job I had before we left to come here was I was a secretary in a... Right, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I said you were qualified to teach. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should say that we may have given our interpretation of the answers. That's okay. fine. It's actually accurate, mm. but it's what we think the answers were. Well, yeah, and Wayne did have a, a bit of a debate with me um, in front of everyone on our Zoom call this morning about what year you moved to the UK. Um, so um, I'll talk to you about that later and find out the correct information. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, have what, to look at our passports. To, to What's another question? What year you got married? Um, we gave three options, 91, 92 or 93. What was it, Andy? it was 93. It was 93. <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm saying that confidently because yeah. I don't y't want to get into Even trouble. 93, know, 93. I'll have a look at, I'll look at my wedding certificate when I get back. It is framed above, you know, in my, in my, in my room. What, what was the name of the youth group that Wayne and Andy used to run? I know that. It was the 17 plus group. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so they were the kind of questions. There were actually 20 questions, but a few little bonus points to score on the way through. And I'm interested to find out which ones Wayne didn't know. Those are the ones yeah. I'm going to dig out later on. Well, say he doesn't know all the, na the, the ages of all of your children. Let's just oh. put it that one. Oh, that hurts. That's brutal. That's, okay. That's brutal. <laughs> Sometimes I forget too. What about middle names? Do you know, what, do you know all the middle names of my children? <laughs> Me? <laughs> on the spot, live with Stuart now. Yeah. Olivia Joy Amps. I was going to ask what your middle name was, but I didn't because um, I wondered if you might not want people to know it. So, Sorry, you're breaking um, up, Stu. You're breaking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia Joy. Um, Olivia Ethan Joy. Samuel, Andrew, Andrew. Andrew Samuel. Um, Andrew Samuel. Ethan. Yeah. Gabriella. Mm, Faith. Hope. Grace. Gabby Grace. Gabby Grace, Sophie Faith and Christina Hope. Well, well, you, you had them all there. Pretty close. Well, good on you anyway. Okay, I was just, I was just nosy, nosy, just carrying on. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Listen, just want to use the rest of the time that we got together. I hope this has been useful uh, to hear some of the practical things, but also just to hear a big hello from your pastors as we've just gone around. That worked really well. And uh, I just want to just share some thoughts that I put in my journal. I'm not here to preach tonight. We're leaving that to our Sundays. And uh, just want to encourage you to keep accessing Sundays. Uh, because it keeps you connected with the life of family church, your church. And also don't forget Gina's Bible studies on Monday and we've got uh, Talking Church on Tuesday and other social stuff on Facebook. Really proud of how everyone's been using the media for uh, keeping us connected. And we've been in very unusual times for not weeks, but actually months now. 
Um, it's just been an unusual season. Like Steve said so well, we've never led a church through uh, a worldwide pandemic before. And I'm just so thankful to God for his wisdom and his grace and his prudence that he's given us uh, step by step. But also just wanted to just throw out a big thank you to a couple of people. I want to thank our media team who are again behind the scenes tonight. Uh, the media team, including Mark and Dan, you know, as soon as uh, this uh, pandemic hit, uh, they went into a new level of getting church online and making everything that we do virtual. And to everyone that was involved in the media team, especially Mark and or Smudge and Dan, just want to say a huge thank you. Our transition from meeting in buildings to having church online was a really, really easy uh, negotiation on my part of it because uh, they were protecting me from stuff, but I know that they were running around um, doing a lot of work. So big thanks to those and all those involved in the other aspects of media. Um, it's amazing, we've got about 200 households watching now uh, from around the church. And I just think that's beautiful that we have this setting to be able to gather together. Also wanna just say a big thank you to everyone in Family Church for your response. Um, to um, having to adapt really quickly. We were having to make it up as we went along. The grace of God was all over that. But I was just so thankful for everyone throughout our congregations who were just willing to adapt and say, OK, let's make this work. And because you had that heart and that mindset in your in everything you did, including your giving, I was so blessed when I was talking to Pastor Stewart and Pastor Paul, who oversees the accounts of Family Church, that the giving of Family Church has been consistent throughout this unusual time. Again, I know uh, both me and Gina, but all the pastors are just so thankful uh, for your consistency. Wanna say a big thank you to all the leaders that have led so well. We all had to learn to lead in different ways and uh, we still felt the responsibility of like what it says in, in Proverbs of taking care and knowing the condition of the flock. But suddenly we had to do it um, in an unconnected way. Thank you to all the leaders, to all the connect group leaders, to all of those that have enabled things, our projects, but also our community to keep moving forward. Thank you to all of our leaders. And again, a huge thank you to all of our outreach teams and our outreach leaders. We've been able to up our care of our community and the people in church. Our outreaches and our food banks haven't just fed people in the community, they fed people from our church community. <coughs> and the baby basics, the caring hands, to everyone that's actually probably been working harder than what you did before. Um, to make sure that people had food on their table. <clears throat> a huge thank you. Let us never be unaware that even as massive things are happening around the world like COVID-19 and what we've now journeyed through with race and equality, at the same time, nothing changed for other things that are common to the life of church. You know, we've been watching people lose loved ones. We've been helping people to um, journey through hospital experiences, people with mental illness that were affected by this, people struggling with loneliness, and also helping people to put food on their table. We need to understand that we need to remain committed to these things. There's people in our community that are sharing out things like chicken nuggets because they haven't got food. 
we want to stay committed to doing everything we can in every setting of taking care of people in their need in this moment but also in the moments that follow. So huge thanks to everyone that's been involved in keeping the life of the church running so that we're ministering to people. But now I believe we are looking at a moment where we're looking forwards and I'm thankful about that. We're looking forwards when the when is still unknown. Like Steve said so well, we're operating with information coming from government. The when is still unknown but so much of the how we come out of this is down to us. And just for a few moments, I wanted to encourage you regarding the heart that we have as Family Church in how we come out of this moment of lockdown, the different layers we've experienced, which have been physical, but also financial. Um, things that have shaken the world in the last three months in every context and way. We've got to be getting our hearts ready to move forward from this moment specifically of not meeting together or not gathering together so that when we come out, we don't spend weeks and months warming up, but we're strong and we're ready for action. The picture I get of this is the man in Genesis called Joseph, and I preached on him a few weeks ago. But Joseph experienced a time of lockdown. He was imprisoned because of false accusation of things that happened with Potiphar's wife that he never did. People never took the time to find out what he did and what he didn't do. And they just imprisoned him. Um, but there came a moment, you know, God was working in, in him in that prison time. But there came a moment when uh, one of the people we'd prophesied over in prison came before the leader of the nation who had a dream and said, I know a man that you can use in this moment. And there was a day where suddenly the prison door of in isolation and segregation opened up and Joseph was allowed out. I believe that that day is coming for us really soon as a church. But when we see Joseph come out of his moment of lockdown, we see him come out spiritually fit, physically fit and ready for God to use him in the plans that God had for him. I want that to be us, family church, for as we sense a new moment coming of us leaving this moment of lockdown, moments where we can begin to gather again. Uh, we can begin to do church like we were before, but better than what we were before. You know, people have said to me, I can't wait to go back to what we were. I understand the sentiment of that. And there's so much about who we were that was good. But let's not rule out what God has done for us and caused us to be in this moment. In some ways, I don't want to go back to what we were before. I want to enjoy again the good bits of what we had before, but I want us to also live in what God has done in this moment and be ready for what God wants to do next. The meeting tonight is called Refocus. I wanted to share vision tonight, not new vision, but old vision. Because when I thought about tonight and I thought about family church coming out of lockdown and restarting again concerning the purposes that God had for us, I was reminded of our vision day in January, which we aptly called 2020. If you remember in January, we had our vision Sunday and the vision was built around seeing things correctly, having correct perspective. We used 
2020. Little did we know how God was going to cause us to see things differently in what was coming in the months that we've just experienced. But you know what? I rewatched that vision um, message a couple of days ago. And in my heart, when I thought about tonight, was blessed that there is no new vision for us coming out of this. We're just going to refocus our passion and our energy on everything that the Lord told us to do in January. Because the things that the Lord told us to do in January haven't changed. So I'm not here tonight to say when we come out of our time of lockdown, we're going to come out strong like Joseph. But here's a new vision, Family Church. No, we haven't got a new vision, Family Church. We're just going to refocus on what God told us to do with 2020 back in January. It's quite profound that one of the things that God spoke to us was to continue to develop strong connection and community within Family Church. It's amazing that this season of COVID that nobody knew was coming has actually caused us to do better at our connect groups than what we were before. As Pastor Stewart shared those statistics tonight of the commitment and the percentage of people that are now connected <laughs> within connect groups, the small groups, of family church. I believe we're more successful in our small group connection, even than what we were before. As we come out of this time of lockdown, we don't want to go back to unconnecting or a lesser way of connecting. No, we want to seize how we've managed to connect with each other virtually, but now add again physical connection and be stronger in who we be as a church. But then also remember the key aspect of our vision for 2020. Remember I shared on looking at things that were in front of us, but then majored on lifting our eyes to see the harvest. Listen, family church, nothing has changed. The vision that God gave us in January to be harvesters, to meet him in the harvest field has not changed. We're simply choosing to refocus our lens of perception back on what God asked us to do. So for me, as we get ready to come out of this time of lockdown, of doing church differently, of living outside of the meetings and the buildings that were once so normal to us, at the top of my list is what was at the top of my list when God spoke to us clearly in January. Harvest, harvest, harvest. I want us as a church to have our heads lifted to the harvest fields. Remember Jesus spoke those words, the fields are white unto harvest, but the labourers are few. Don't say three months, don't say six months. The harvest is ready now. Like I shared in my message this morning, there's many things that are not acceptable that are happening in the world today. But let us never lose sight of people going to a lost eternity. That isn't just unacceptable in this life, but indeed the one to come. Me and Pastor Gina were talking today concerning, do we understand the ramifications of a person lost for eternity? other things that are very serious and very real can affect a person 
for a lifetime and caused them to have a lesser experience of life in their lifetime. But there's one thing that will affect a person beyond their lifetime, and that's whether they never heard the gospel or they never had the opportunity to receive Jesus and see their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Everything that we deal with that people are experiencing in this life is vitally important. But what I'm saying is, Family Church, let's not lose sight of what Jesus has asked us to do in the Great Commission. I have no shortage of people at the moment who are trying to tell me what they think Jesus wants me to do. I want to stay true to that which he wrote down in the Bible concerning what he wanted me to do. And that was to go into all the world and let the gospel be known to those who haven't yet heard it. So that every man, woman and child would have the opportunity to escape a lost eternity and come into an eternity which is spent with God forever and ever and ever. Don't hear me wrong. I am invested and committed to being involved in things that other people experience in this life because I believe that the kingdom of God should improve life in the one we now live in, not just be something we experience in the one that comes after the grave. But I want us to focus, Family Church, on lost people. I want us to do what we set out to do in January with passion. I want us to begin to believe God that our friends and our families will meet Jesus this year. Even that the things that they've experienced around them in life recently would have actually opened their heart more to receiving Jesus as saviour. I want us to be committed in church to training people to go back to knowing how to win people to the Lord. I want us to be passionate. I want us to blow the dust off of this fairy tale called heaven and hell and understand that we have a mission field that's waiting for us. I'm so thankful for those that have used social media over this time of lockdown for preaching the gospel and for reaching others. I've not been so thankful for others that used it for other things, but for those that used social media for preaching the gospel, well done, keep doing that. But soon the day will come when we'll be allowed out to play together again. In that day, let's refocus on what Jesus asked us to do in January very clearly, that we go into the harvest field. I shared last week a very moving prophetic word I felt the Lord stir my heart with when the Lord said to me very clearly, I'm about to move again. And in that moment, I could see that what the Lord was saying was he was about to move again, but this time he was going to move through the church and he was going to send his church us into the world that's local to us, further afield, even the ends of the earth, to carry his invitation of salvation. That whosoever will believe in this message, this invitation of salvation, can pass from death to life. I want to encourage you, Family Church, let passion begin to stir in you again not just for the meeting together that we'll experience, not just for the singing together, 
that we can do again, not just for the community projects that we can relaunch. In January, I really believe that the Lord said to us as a church that we needed to lift our eyes and see that the harvest is more ripe than it's ever been. What I'm asking us to do, Family Church, is not focus on some new vision that would cause us to be confused, but rather focus again on the commission that the Lord brought to our attention in January. Practically, I want to just finish with this thought. We're in a moment now of getting ready to serve again. For some people, serving never stopped. You know, for myself and the other pastors, if we compared this to a tennis match, we had to keep on serving, but we had to learn to do it with the other hand. Suddenly, every way that we did ministry was kind of stopped and we had to do ministry in another way. I'm so thankful for each of our pastors and our leaders that didn't shrink back, but said, all right, Pastor Andy and Gina, we're gonna carry on doing what God's asked us to do. And it's gonna feel like we're doing it left-handed when we're normally right-handed, but we're committed to continue to serve. For many of us, this actual season of three months hasn't been a furlough at all. It's been quite exhausting as we desperately pursued what God would have us to do to navigate through this moment. But what I wanna do is encourage those that maybe did have time off through this season, not serving like you would normally serve. Please, we need you to get your serve back. Get ready. Like I said, some didn't stop serving. Others just didn't have to serve for a while, maybe with the practical teams like setup teams and other outreaches that we do. We were unable to do them, which meant people had the opportunity to have time off. Again, that's not a bad thing. The Bible says in Romans that all things work together for good. And some of me is kind of glad that our setup teams that work so hard and serve so passionately had a moment where they could breathe, relax, spend time with their family. But I wanna just say to you, let's not any of us stay on spiritual furlough, but let's let every one of us say, come on, let's get our serve ready again. We're about to come out back on the tennis court for God. Let's make sure that our serve is correct. The thought of a tennis player intrigued me. So I contacted Mark Tamber, who's in Haven, who is, has got a dream to play tennis professionally. And I said, Mark, let me ask you a question. Let me tap in to your tennis knowledge. I said, if a person hadn't been on the court serving and playing tennis for three months, how long would it take them to get their serve back? It was interesting, straight away he texted me back and he said it's all to do with how deliberate they are or how intentional they are to get their serve back. But if they're intentional, it can take two to three weeks for a tennis player to get his serve back to what it was before he went on sport furlough. I wanna just encourage you guys, let's get ready to serve again. Don't be saying in your hearts, you know what I kind of like to do in church in my slippers. No, we can't think that way. We need to step back on to the core of what God has given us with hearts that are ready to
to have a strong serve again, to serve each other, to serve the church. You know, I've spoken to people that have said to me, you know what, doing church online for the last few weeks, I've actually really enjoyed it. Not having to be on team, not having to be on hosting team, not having to be on setup. And I get that. It's nice to be able to walk downstairs with your slippers, get a cup of coffee and do church. But let's bear in mind, this was only a season. And thank you, Jesus, I believe that that season is now coming towards an end. So I just want to ask all of those who maybe haven't been serving during this season, maybe kids workers, kids teams, uh, our crash teams, our setup teams, all the teams that make up this incredible church that we're a part of. Start working on your serve again. If it takes a tennis player three weeks to get his serve back to what it was, let all of us be challenged. Come on, the day is coming when they're going to let us on the court again. Let's make sure when that day comes, we don't need to take two weeks to warm up. We don't need two months to warm up, but we're ready. But we run out of lockdown, like I said, like Joseph, saying, come on, start throwing those tentacles at me because my serve is ready for action. Also, I asked the tennis player, Mark, what it takes for a person to get their swing back. Because he said to me that when a person hasn't played for a while, a good athlete, when they haven't played for a while, one, they have to get their serve back, but it also takes some time for them to get their swing back, the serve and the swing. Speaking like an expert, if you know my sports pedigree, there isn't much of a sports pedigree. But there is a difference between our serve. Remember, the Bible says we're all called to serve, not some. And I want to say to all of those that would normally serve, please don't retire. Please don't go into a furlough that God hasn't got for you. Your church will need you in this season to serve harder than you've ever served before. We're going to come out of this moment strong for the glory of God. But also, I want us to be all working, and that includes me as well, on getting back into the swing of things. A lot of people spoke of the season that we've gone through as the new normal. And in many ways it was. We had to adapt to do church differently and not meeting in buildings meant that there was a lot of things we didn't have to do. And a lot of us may have got out of the swing of doing things. Please, I implore you, the kingdom needs you to be in the swing of things for what we're about to restart. Make sure that when we get the opportunity, we come out like Joseph saying, let's be having you. Start hitting me with those tennis balls. My serve, I've been working on it. It's good again. And I'm ready to start swinging to see the kingdom come. It's interesting thoughts. Let's be ready. Let's be ready to serve again. Let's be ready to give our lives again for what God wants to do next. No, we're not going back in every way to what we knew before because there's been so much of what God has done in this season that's been marvellous. The way that we've discovered how to connect in new ways, the ways that people stepped up and said, if I can't serve this way, then I'm going to serve that way. The way that certain people that have served so hard had a chance to relax, to breathe, to recover, in what they were doing. 
but I just kind of hear the umpire beginning to climb up and be seated on his chair of the tennis court of our calling and our purposes again. And what I wanted to say to you tonight is we're not going to come out with some new vision. We're just going to focus again on the vision that we were busy with in January, February and March. A vision that speaks about providing church for those that have never been to church. Again, maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, well, I don't know if I want to serve. I've, I've quite enjoyed this time off and it's actually made me say, well, maybe Sundays could be different. Please allow me to say no. No, we need you. We need all hands on deck. You see, if one person decides they're not going to go back to what they did before, who says that's not 10 or 20? And all the workload that will come upon those that need to rebuild things will be trebled. That's not fair. That's not who we are, Family Church. So I'm asking those who have served through this time, just keep on serving with everything you've got. I'm asking those who have maybe had time where they didn't need to serve, to be getting ready to get your serve back again. And I'm asking us all in Family Church to be ready to get back into the swing of the things that the Lord has asked us to do. What are we doing tonight? We're refocusing. We're refocusing with a purpose to see lost people saved from a lost eternity. To see a church built in this nation that doesn't have a voice within the walls that it previously met in, but now also a voice in the communities we found ourselves living in. This is an exciting time. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 that everything that can be shaken would be shaken to reveal that that can never be shaken, which is the kingdom of God. I'm so thankful that my life in your life is planted in a kingdom that cannot be shaken by the things that are shaking things around us. But again, let's step out of what we need. Let's step out of what we prefer. Let's step out of what's more comfortable and convenient for us. And let's get that heartbeat thumping again within us. What does the world need? What does the community around us need? What do people that don't yet know Jesus need to find him and meet him in a life-changing way like we did? Love you so much, Family Church. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. All I wanted to say tonight is, come on, you can feel the season changing. Let's not take two weeks to warm up when the government says go. But let's all be like Joseph, who comes running out of his time of lockdown, shouting, come on, let's be having you. Let's see what Jesus wants to do next. I'm just going to hand back to the pastors just to say goodbye. And then I'm going to ask Gina if she would close us down in prayer. I hope tonight you've enjoyed our time together and catching up with the different pastors and what they've been experiencing in their congregations. I hope that the updates from Pastor Stuart and Steve have um, answered any questions you may have had. And I hope tonight the brief word that I've shared has stirred you to be ready for the moment that's coming next for us as a church. I love our past. I love our present. 
but I'm so very, very excited concerning what God is going to do next in our future. I really, really believe it's not a token statement, but our best days are yet to come. So take your tennis rackets out of their sleeves, dust off your tennis shoes, using that as our terminology, and let's come out of the corner ready to serve greater than we've ever served before. So let's just go through again the congregations. Who should we start with, Gina? Um, oh, I don't know. It's like pick and mix. Should we go in the order we did before? Yeah. All right. Quick goodbye from Zach and Sarah. See you later, everyone. Be blessed and we love you all. Yeah, keep, you know, keep connected, keep seeking God um, and we love you. And it's going to be, yeah, we're excited for when we come out this time. So, yeah, keep connected. Um, keep serving. Who was next? I don't remember. Portsmouth, a quick goodbye <laughs> from Stu and Carla. Stu and Carla. Bye-bye now. See you soon. He's got Congrats. his tennis racket out. Look at that. Stuart yeah. is, <laughs> as always, ready to serve. Cheesy, Stuart, but I like it. I like Thank it you. a lot. I do cheese well. Like it a lot. <laughs> okay, uh, Waterlooville. Goodbye, everybody. Just want to say how honoured we are to be a part of this all and how excited we are for the future. Like you said, the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. Who's next? Uh, Charlie Guilford. Hi. Um, I, I really feel God saying that we're going to come out of this more healed, more whole, more empowered and Amen. equipped. And um, I heard that at the beginning and a load of stuff here, but God just reminded me that prophecy still stands, that we're going to come out stronger and more healed and whole than ever before. Amen. Jeff and Jane. Well, Family Church Gospel and Family Church as a whole. Take God care. Bless God bless. Paul and Wendy. Yeah, I just want to say goodbye to you all. As goodbye to Family Church Waterside and to everybody across Family Church. We really miss you all and love you all and hope to see you very soon. And hopefully it will be uh, in person. Yeah, stay, stay connected. Um, and we're so excited about all that God's got for our future. Bye, guys. Stephen Kirsty. <laughs> goodbye. And... Uh, Thank you for tuning in tonight and stay connected. Bye. <laughs> so again, hey, Family Church, I'm going to get Gina to pray us out tonight. But just wanted to say again, thank you for who you've been during this season. We didn't know what to expect when they suddenly said, shut down what you've known this far. But what we've seen God do in this season, in you and through you, your commitment, your faithfulness, it's been amazing. And it's a privilege and it's an honour to lead such an incredible group of people. And we're so thankful for each and every one of you in Family Church. You keep praying for us and we'll keep praying for you. Gina, would you close us in prayer sure, tonight? Yeah. Father, we just want to thank you for this time together with our congregation, with our pastors. We thank you, Father, that you have brought us this far, Father, and you haven't brought us this far to leave us, Lord, but you are with us always, Father. And Lord, I know you are with us even for the future. You know everything that's going to happen, Father. But what we love about you, one of the things we just absolutely love about you is you are the rock beneath our feet, Father. Yes. You are the rock beneath our feet in a world 
world that is teetering and tottering, Father, in a world that is just unstable in, in so many ways, Father, but you will never lose your stability. And Father, we are so grateful to be found in you, Father. So today we just thank you, Lord, for you. We thank you, Father God, that whatever the future brings, Father, you are our sure ground, Father. We just want to pray, Father, for every single yes. person who is tuned in Yes. Um, tonight, Father, we just thank you for those people. Yes. We thank you for every person who is with us, every heart that is with us, everyone who is hungry and ready and getting ready for harvest and for pulling in souls, Father, for, for getting people saved, Father, for saving, for getting people to know you, Lord, to know your son, Jesus. We are so excited about the future, Father, and we just thank you, Father, that you lead us in, Father yes. God, lead us in with your victory and we just thank you for this father in jesus name amen and father we pray unity over yes our lord thank father, you father we declare that no weapon fashioned thank against you, us will prosper thank we declare you, that no scheme of a devil will prosper against us in any way father we thank you for divine protection on the unity of family church you have a plan for us father you want to use us to speak to nations lord god and we just come in unity and agreement together father that we are going to live that kingdom life father we thank you that we declare over every congregation and every every person in family church. No weapon that's fashioned against us will prosper and every tongue that rises to condemn us will be pulled down. Father, we thank you that we walk in your favour, your mercy and your grace. You, Amen. 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 Hey, God bless you and let's all be working on our serve. Amen.